Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Judy Carroll, who has had ongoing contact with ETs known as Greys or Zetas all her life, and today we're going to learn about it. Judy, thank you so much for being my guest today, and welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me. Sure, we're going to have a lovely time talking. Yes, we are. So, if you don't mind, let's kind of just start at the beginning, and how or when did you start having contact with the greys? Oh, my goodness. That goes right back to pre-birth. I actually made a pre-birth decision before coming into this life to be born um, onto planet Earth with what's called a jewel or a melded soul. And what this basically means, um, before we come into a life, that we connect um, energetically with a planetary culture, uh, a national culture, uh, you know, whatever. Um, most people connect with one planetary culture, like Earth humans will connect with planet Earth or whatever. Um, but in my case, I chose to connect with two, both the Planet Earth Collective and the Ray Theta Collective. Uh, the reason being that work that I'm, I have come here to carry out is ambassadorial because of the fact that there's so much more ET contact now with Earth humans since, say, World War II, um, and a lot of mis misunderstanding is being spread about them. So ones like myself, um, another dual soul person that I know is Susie Hansen, uh, the New Zealand author who writes about the same thing, uh, the dual soul consciousness uh, is a book that she's written. Um, people want to know more about it, dual soul consciousness connection, I think it's called. Um, so that we, can, we actually have a foot in both camps so that we have conscious recollection of being down here as an earth human carrying out our day-to-day -day life but we also have a conscious recollection of being up on the ship and working as greys or in our case some people are different ets but in our case we both work with the gray collective um, and in this way we can bridge the gap because there is a huge gap between the two cultures and a lot of uh, fear being spread through what they call my lab abductions and military abductions, which are not genuine ET contact. Um, and our job is to basically help Earth humans to understand that the genuine greys are only here to help. They're not here to hurt. And uh, that's the reason why we're here putting out our information. Um, I chose to close off the ET side of my consciousness through my childhood because I, on purpose, wanted to experience the, fe the fear that people go through when they are contacted. I know that there's a huge amount of fear in this area. Um, and I wanted to be able to empathise with people because I knew that my job later on, which I'm doing now, would be to help with the fear. So I needed to experience it as an earth human. So... All through my childhood, I was absolutely terrified of even the idea of going to bed at night, terrified of the dark, 
Um, I knew I was terrified someone was going to come into the house and take me. And I think the reason for this was I was having contact experiences with my upstairs Ray family, as I call them, but my earth human conscious mind was interpreting it as a fear thing. Um, so I went through all the usual fears that most people do who are having contact with the greys. I was terrified of puppets. I didn't like dolls. Um, I even had a bit of a funny fear of eyes as a child, um, like cat's eyes glowing in the dark used to frighten me. Um, I actually, as I started growing up, I then began to get a bit of a fascination with eyes and I used to draw them all over my school books, <laughs> which must have seemed a bit strange. Um, at 15 years of my age, I had a body paralysis, sleep, uh, sleep paralysis experience. Um, we were living in an apartment at the time with my parents one end of the apartment and me at the other. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the doorknob in my room was turning. And I couldn't move. Have you ever had that sleep paralysis? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, it's very, very common with ET contact. Um, it's when the consciousness actually leaves the body to connect with the ETs. And sometimes the ETs will help us to shift out of our body. Because, I mean, we're not our body. We're consciousness. The body is just a vehicle for the consciousness. Anyway, I lay there struggling to breathe, trying to call out to move, trying to call out to my parents. I uh, couldn't get a sound out of my mouth. And the next, thing, the next thing I just blanked out. But when I woke the next morning, I could remember it. And after that, I started becoming aware of a teacher who was working with me. I knew that he wasn't human. Um, I had no fear of him. I felt really comfortable with him. And I started asking him for help. And he started getting my life onto a particular path, which was training for the work that I'm doing now. And the first part of that path was he wanted me to learn flamenco dancing, which was right out of the blue. <laughs> and I just developed this incredible urge that I wanted to learn this. Now, I was just about due to leave school. I wanted to escape from the education system at age 15 because I'd done Haven school. I really struggled with it. Um, and so the op an opportunity arose for me to learn this, which was really weird here in Australia. I mean, you know, learning flamenco is just, you know, off the planet. Anyway, a teacher appeared on the scene just several weeks after I'd made this decision. And so, of course, I signed up and was on her doorstep. And because I just finished school, I had time to do classes. And the reason for this, why this teacher, who I know now as Maris, who's a tall grey, um, the reason why he guided me into it is because flamenco dancing comes out of a shamanic tradition, the tradition of the Spanish gypsies. And shamanism is all about learning to go into trance um, with the rhythm of like drums or something. So this is what flamenco is all about. And in flamenco, they talk about the duende came upon me. And this is like when you go into an altered state, it's like a spiritual state. And so from age 15, I was basically trained to go into trance when I was dancing, um, to be able to still follow the rhythm of the music, which is very, very complex. Um, and I had to also be able to keep myself well grounded in 3D because the footwork, the castanets, and as I say, a very complex rhythm. So I had to be able to hold all this together but still lift myself into an altered state. And so this was absolutely brilliant training. Um, I'd also been <coughs> guided into learning elocution at school to be able to 
do public speaking, which I had no idea I was going to do back then. Um, and another incident then happened at age 30 where I had experience connecting with the greys in full 3D in the middle of the afternoon. Um, I was again put into an altered state and they started advising me on what I needed to study to be able to carry out my work down here. Um, we were living um, on acreage at that time out in the country. And I, as soon as I saw them, I recognised them as family. I knew who they were. And they said to me, <clears throat> you've got to stop hiding yourself away out here. It's time for you to get back to work. They advised me to learn meditation to help communication. And I'd actually been playing around with it a little bit and not having much success. So their advice was learn Tai Chi, that it will help you to learn to meditate. I was also told to um, learn a alternative healing type, um, well, <laughs> natural healing modality is what I'm trying to think of. Um, and they were t I was told that I would have to move back into town. So over the next three years, all these things happened. They all fell into place. Again, it just seemed amazing coincidences, but they weren't. It was all put in place. And from there, it just all took off. I joined a closed meditation circle, learned to meditate, learned channeling, learned to do automatic writing, which was the beginning of my writing books. Um, I was first taught spiritual healing, hands-on healing. And then from there, I was led into Reiki, which I now teach. And I was also trained in Tai Chi, which I've now been doing for 30 years and teaching it. So that's sort of my background. All right. Well, I'm glad we came to a stopping point because I have so many questions already to ask you. And I, um, I let's start here. <laughs> let's start here first. We'll go in reverse order. I live in Texas. I'm about two hours from Mexico. Latin music is very popular here, including flamenco. I have a friend that I play music with that's a Persian man but loves flamenco music. I don't know if this is true or not, but he said flamenco music originally comes from Egypt and it's really pronounced flamenco, which means farmer's music. Okay. And, you know, Spain was controlled by Muslims for like 500 years. So it's interesting to think about that music going back to ancient Egypt, which could also maybe be considered shamanic I just wanted to know what you thought about that. Oh, look, that, that makes a huge amount of sense because the, the, there's a, a thing that they call out in flamenco all the time. I mean, it's a real Spanish, and ole. Um, and what I've read is that that was originally Allah. Mm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but, yes, look, that makes huge sense because the gypsies came to mm -hmm. Europe through Egypt um, and flamenco is the music of the gypsies. So that mm -hmm. makes huge sense that it came out of, out of Egypt. All right. Now, in the beginning, it appeared to me that you chose to come to Earth, possibly from another system. Would you consider yourself a star seed? And also, is basically everybody a star seed, or just certain people who choose to come here? Yes. Um, yes, I am a star seed. I would have been one of the three waves of volunteers that Dolores Cannon talks about. All Earth humans are hybrids. Everyone down here has ET genetics in them, but there are certain ones of us who have more ET genetics. And this is how we're able to relate to a particular group of ETs. And there's different types of ET genetics down here. This is why some are drawn to the Pleiadians, some are drawn to the Syrians, some are drawn to the Greys. We're, we're all different in that way. But yes, we have enhanced 
um, BT genetics in our makeup. And as Mary Rodwell, who we were talking about before, her book, The New Human, scientific evidence is now coming forward that some of the, of the star children are being born with three strands of DNA. Hmm. So that's wow. basically what ET, genuine ET contact is about down here to um, activate more of our DNA. Hmm. That would be really interesting to see that, three strands yes. of DNA. Yes. Yeah. Would you go as far as saying that each human race is a certain particular ET, like, you know, Africans, Europeans, Asians, Middle Easterns? Could you correlate each one of those with certain races of ETs? Yes. I would say they would be. That that would um, be behind the difference in physical appearance, um, which ET races, I'm not sure, but yes, that would make a lot of sense. Hmm. And then, of course, we reincarnate many times. So in one life, we would come as, a, as an American person, uh, another life would come as an African, another life would come as an Australian. So, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, one other thing you mentioned about your fear of going to sleep. Can we take it as far as saying that most children who have fear of going to sleep, is that because of alien contact? In many cases it is because a lot of children are being contacted by the ETs now because the planet Earth is evolving. It's evolving from fourth world to fifth world consciousness. And a lot of the, the things that are going on now uh, are to do with this. Uh, my teacher, Mara, is actually sent a teaching through on all this that I've if I have time, I'll read that later. Um, uh, so, yes, a lot of children are going through contact. Some are remembering and feeling fine with it, and others are terrified. How does one be less afraid of the greys? Um, well, basically by just deeper understanding uh, and also understanding that there is a lot of disinformation being put out on them down here and, um, so I think just understanding that helps to to overcome the fear. You know, knowledge, what do they say? Knowledge is power. Understanding is empowerment is one of the things that Mara said to me once. So just getting to know them more, listening to people like myself. Um, in every interview that I do, I always like to say, when I'm up on the ship working as a grey and I have conscious memories of doing this, I'm no different. I'm exactly the same person. It's just I'm in a different, what the greys call a container. When I'm down here, I'm in this, this earth human container. When I'm up there, I'm in the grey container. But I'm no different. I'm still the same person. All right. In one of your books, you write about the hijacking of the original planetary plan for evolution and fallen angels. Who are the hijackers and who are the fallen angels? Okay, they're basically the same race, and what they are, they're not extraterrestrials. People will carry on about all evil aliens coming and evil greys and evil reptilians. All planets have a protective field around them. So when there's a human population on a planet, you can't get negative extraterrestrials coming in. What, the, what I call it the reptilian controllers are, they're a much more ancient Earth human race that were created down here long before modern man um, by the Draconians. And they were created out of a biped dinosaur species. So they're reptoid type humans as opposed to modern day humans who are mammalian. And they were on Earth much, much earlier than we were. And so therefore, they think the planet's theirs. 
Um, and they basically created modern day humans to be slaves to them. This is this, these are the early Neanderthal type uh, beings mm -hmm. that were created out of primates. And they basically have enslaved humanity ever since then. We've never been freed. As one of the great teachers said, it's almost like planet Earth is stuck in a stagnant pool, cut off from the flow of the universe. And this has been going on for millennia. Um, and But the thing is, is a lot of people just accept it. They don't know anything about it. Um, and the ETs can't do anything until people ask for help. So what happened after World War II, there have been two massive world wars, very close in succession to each other, um, and people did start putting out, hey, we need help down here, there's something wrong. And this is why the ET contact stepped up so much after the Second World War, um, starting with the Roswell incident. I had a guest yesterday who communicates with ETs, and she said that they showed her alien ships around dinosaurs kind of a vision mm. i guess and i asked her is it possible that they're trying to tell you that the aliens wiped out the dinosaurs do you have any opinion on any of that no uh, as far as i know no there was a cataclysm back then um but it was created from down here in one of your books you say what is happening now is a reflection of the past like Atlantis or interference in U.S. elections or the coal and petroleum industries. Can you comment more on that? Yes, yes. Um, basically what's happened, um, this happened in Atlantis. Uh, technology overtook spiritual ability and that's what they, they ended up causing a, a cataclysm down here. Now those same souls who went wrong in Atlantis have now reincarnated back down here. They've been pulled back down as karma works um, as a chance to try again, see how they go. Unfortunately, they're going in the wrong direction again. Technology again has um, outshone our spiritual ability to be able to handle it wisely. So this is what's happening again. This is why the greys are down here and other ETs trying to turn the thing around to teach people that, you know, okay, look, you need to open up more spiritually before you can start playing around with technology at this level. That's what ET contact is about. And trying trying to bring in a, a more expanded state of consciousness, which is what human evolution is about. Do you think the greys will stop them before they start World War Three? Well, the thing is, is from off planet, we're not allowed to stop them um, because human free will, this is a free will planet. So all we can do, speaking from the gray perspective, is just try to um, help them to move to a higher spiritual level so that they move away from all this polarity and warmongering and things. Um, fear, fear and divide and conquer has been used as a weapon on this planet since biblical times. Um, and this is the reason why ones like themselves are speaking out about it, to try and wake people up to help people to realise. Um, and this is what the Armageddon thing is all about, which is in absolute full flight at the moment. Armageddon is not a religious war. It's a war within every individual person in their, within their own heart, and it's a choice between love and fear. Um, it's a free will choice. And fear, this is the reason why the reptilian controllers who hijack the planet use fear to control humans. They feed off human fear and emotion. So therefore, they're ramping the fear up big time. 
So as soon as one thing starts to die down, like with the COVID thing, now war with, war with Russia is starting to cover. Um, they'll always bring something up to, to ramp up the fear level. And once people start to wake up to this, this is when you can start to move on. You pronounced them reptarians? Yeah, reptarians, okay. because they were Earth human beings. Terra is the Latin word for Earth, as opposed to reptilians. Um, the reptilians are fine. It's the reptarians who are the problem. And they're actually, they're, they live in, they, how can I say, inhabit a lower dimension. People talk about the inner Earth, and what that actually is, it's this different dimensional frequencies. Planet Earth is multidimensional, a multidimensional sentient being as we are. So the planet Earth has dimensions as well. And this is the reason why people think of them as being underground. Yes, there are caves and tunnels down there, but it's actually interdimensional, whereas many of them are also incarnating as Earth humans. So we've got both. Did you say that the Earth itself is a multidimensional being? Yes, it is. Mm. Yes, it is. Okay. Do you think that aliens mostly exist in the astral realm or another dimension and they just come here temporarily, but they but they generally exist in that other realm? Yes, they, they, the ones who are coming here to help are from actually much higher dimensions. The astral realm has actually been created out of Earth human consciousness and it's like a meeting ground between 3D and upwards, 5D, etc. Um Quantum physics is starting to finally prove that we create our own reality. And this is what the astral plane is about. It's what Earth humans have created through their consciousness. And it's where many, many people go after they transition through what they call death, in inverted mm. commas, because it's just moving to a different dimension. Um, so, yes, it's actually a construct of humanity. The ETs are from much higher levels. All right. So... At this point, the Reptarians are in control of the Earth? Yes. Do you believe that after we die, the Reptarians are forcing us to come back so they can keep feeding off our negative experiences and negative energy? Yes, they are up to a point because they control religion down here. Um, and religious belief, like, for example... The, the understanding of reincarnation is extremely important for humans to have because it, it, it's tied in with evolution. We reincarnate, hopefully, to a higher and higher level. So by removing the teachings of reincarnation from religion, as most major religions have down here, they've interfered very, very badly with people's between-life experience. And because we create our own, uh, our own reality, even at that level, if we're taught that, oh, you're going to be met at the pearly gates by St. Peter and you're going to be taken in front of God who's going to judge you. This is what we create in our own mind. Um, what the reality of between lives is far, far better than that. It's, it's absolutely beyond words to be able to describe it. Um, some people, for example, um, Dr. Eben Alexander, the neurosurgeon mm -hmm. who had the um, between life. Uh, near-death experience. Anita Majani is another one who talks about a near-death experience. They're much closer to the truth than religion paints down here. And so by creating this idea of this judgmental God figure, yes, they are controlling our afterlife experience as well, which we have to eventually evolve past. I've interviewed about 200 people 
that have had near-death experiences, and a handful of them have either seen aliens in the astral world or have gone to other planets, most commonly the water planet, where everybody is fish-like. Do you know about that? No, I don't know about that one. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think that the reptarians will ever be defeated? Well, again, it's up to human free will. It's a free will planet. Um my teacher, Maris, came up with something really interesting a few weeks ago um, in one of our podcasts that we do. He said that because it's a multidimensional sentient being, a planet Earth, I mean, he said there's a version of Earth for everyone. Um, now, this actually almost did my mind in when he, said, when he said that, but I'm working on it at the moment, getting him to send some more information through because what he's saying, I think, is that because we have free will to create our own reality, when we die and perhaps reincarnate, reincarnate back to Earth, we will reincarnate back to a version of Earth that suits where we are in our evolutionary cycle. It, it, I know, it's starting to get really complex. Is that, inclu- <laughs> is that including time periods as well? Well, when when you step out of 3D planet Earth reality, you step out of time. So I would say that you could move backwards or forwards in time when you reincarnate. I would say that you could go back or forward. Do you think all time or all eternity's already been played out and we just choose to reincarnate in different time periods? Yes, because uh, once you leave 3D or even 4D, there is no such thing as time. Time and space don't really exist. They're an illusion. So therefore, yes, we can just choose to pick any time period. Um, in, in reality, it's all in the eternal now. Again, yeah. this is getting in really deep. <laughs> well, that's good. We like deep. <laughs> so, for example, if you wanted to, on your next life, you could go back and be a Neanderthal, or you could decide to reincarnate in 3055. Exactly, you, wherever exactly. you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We reincarnate according to what less their soul needs to experience. Um, so, yes, you can reincarnate, reincarnate anywhere in the universe in any time period if we're looking at time. When do you think full disclosure of the greys is going to happen? Well, again, you know, it's free will is up to us humans. Um, hopefully, ones like myself who are speaking out, will help to overcome the fear factor because while the poor old greys are being accused of being demons, etc., then they're not going to come down here and show themselves. I mean, who would? They'd probably get shot or something. Um, so once the fear factor eases a bit, I would say that's that's when they will. So you think act- greys are actually sentient beings because sometimes I've wondered if greys are just biomechanized robot probes. Okay, yes, this is this is interesting. Um, Dr. Stephen Greer talks about the PLFs, the programmed life forms. Now, what these are, yes, they are like bio-robots that actually have been manufactured down here by the Repterans um, using genetic material that was taken from ET bodies, from crashed ships, and they've created these little robotic things and they've made them specifically to look like rays, look like thetas, uh, to cause people to fear them. And these PLFs are used in the military abductions, the MyLabs. Um, I know a couple of people who've undergone these experiences. So, yes, there are some 
non-genuine greys that mm. are robotic. The genuine greys are not. They are biological beings. Mm. Um, sometimes they do use artificial bodies as like space suits, um, but the consciousness behind, inside the body driving at the driver is a fully human consciousness. Now, I believe you said in the beginning that you are also a gray you are a blended soul so if you yes. meditated and went out into the astral world or had sleep paralysis or something caused you to leave your body go into the astral would you take on the mental faculties of a gray and including that are grays much more evolved and more intelligent than us Yes, um, the majority of greys are, uh, apart from these little PLFs down here, program life forms, yes, the genuine greys are. Um, I do this every night. It's, this is part of being a blended soul. When my human body's in bed, I step out of it, go up on the ship to work as a grey. I've actually seen myself shapeshift doing this. Um, one night I, was I got up out of my body and walked past the mirror in the bedroom. And I saw myself still in Earth human form. Um, and I don't know if you've ever had an um, out-of-body experience, but a lot of people who do, and they step back and see their body, their reaction is, mm, is that how, how I look? That's like, yuck. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, this was my reaction looking in the mirror. And as I thought this, I then shape-shifted into my grey form. And in my grey form, I actually wear a black robe and a hood. Um, and I shape-shifted into this form, and immediately it was, oh, thank goodness, that looks better. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just blanked out and obviously went to work. Um, but, yes, I, I work as a grey up on the ship, so I know exactly how they feel being one myself. So, I, I have conscious recall. So would you say that greys are more technically advanced? Um, are they Are they evolved far beyond us? And when you are in that realm when you're sleeping, are you much smarter and much more than you are here? Yes, and I wish I could bring it back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish I could bring it back down here into my human form. I'm just, uh, uh, I'm more myself when I'm up there um, than I am down here. Uh, this is really hard to explain. It just feels more real. Um, uh, and as I said, I wish I could bring it back. Down here, we're only operating through about 10% of our potential consciousness. Up on the ship as a grey, we're working with at least 50% or more. Some of the higher greys are basically angelic. They're so high up there. The teacher that I work with, Maris, is, oh, his energy is just amazing to be in, quite angelic. He gave us a teaching quite a few years ago on what the greys refer to as a human ladder. I'll just bring this in to help people to understand all this consciousness thing a bit more. The human ladder is, has 10 levels that the greys refer to as galactic levels, but what they actually are, they're not places in the universe. They're actually levels of conscious awareness. Now, Earth is on level one, Earth plane of humanity, so we can consciously access about 10% of our potential conscious awareness, and this is tied in with the approximate 10% of our DNA that's activated. The two are, are intrinsically linked. When you move to level two, which we do uh, evolve to level two, you can then access 20%. With 20% of 
arm DNA activated. So this is what the work that the ETs are carrying out down here now. This is a shift from fourth to fifth world consciousness is opening up more of our conscious awareness. So as we evolve up and up this ladder, up to the 10th level, we're opening up more and more of our potential conscious awareness. When we reach right up the top, which is where people who think of the angels, they're basically 100% consciousness. They've moved past the need for physical form. They're just pure mind, pure consciousness. And the greys are from about level five upwards. Are there any other extraterrestrial beings that are living here among us on Earth currently? Oh, heaps, heaps. There's, there's probably from just about every culture out there, there would be. And how come we don't see them? Because they're in Earth human form as I am. Okay, so they're they're kind of a blended soul like you are then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about often? I'm sorry. I was going to say people. I was going to say people who are clairvoyant can often pick up on them. Um, I know I've done talks at conferences and people will often come up to me afterwards and say, "Oh, you shape shifted into a grey form while you were talking." So people who are clairvoyant can often pick up on them. What about beings that are here that don't bother to look human? Is that is that happening? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what we've got to remember is is that all the dimensions are here and now, right now. It's, we're, not, we're, we're consciously aware of 3D. Some people are opening up to uh, 4D a little bit, which is a bit higher. But there's a whole, every dimensional frequency and their endless dimensions are all present right here. And so this is how some people can see ghosts or they can see uh, a yeti or they can see a, a you know, a, those, um, what they call them, you know, the black panthers and all those, you know, those animals that people see that are, uh, you know, anomalies. Hmm. We I can guess, open up to other dimensions. I guess there could be other beings living here and we would consider out of phase, just in another yeah. frequency, but they're here. Yeah, right beside us. Right. Yeah. Do you call Earth Gaia? And if not, do you ever communicate with the Earth as a sentient being? Oh, look, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very much into um, this. Uh, I love gardening and I communicate with the plants very much so. The greys have a, a strong connection with the um, devic beings, the, the uh, nature spirits. Um, so, yeah, I have a very close connection. Hmm. Huge respect for Mother Earth. Do you think that the Earth itself is getting tired of humans polluting the place? <laughs> I think so. I think so. What is the ET view of God? Oh, yes, this is wonderful. I, I've just actually had a book published on that. I'm actually, I've got the, I've got the picture of it here. There you go. Cosmic <laughs> you Spirituality. Cosmic Spirituality, Blending Religion and Science in Oneness from an Off-Planet Perspective. Um, yes, the Earth humans think of God, or many Earth humans think of God as just about 3D, an old man sitting up on a cloud, the old bearded man sitting up on a cloud. This is not what God is. God is the consciousness of the universe, um, a very, very high-frequency, non-polarized energy that basically it's I, I call God the superglue of the universe because it holds everything together in oneness. And this is actually a term that the ETs use for God, oneness. They refer to God as oneness or source is another uh, term they use. So all the, all the higher ETs are much more consciously, because they have access to more conscious awareness, they're much more consciously um, aware of 
what God is and how God works in the universe. Um, and this is one of the things that we're trying to get across to people down here. If you want to come closer to God's source, oneness, energy, you have to start operating in oneness and move away from all the divisiveness. Planet Earth being right down the bottom of the human matter is a very, very polarised planet. Um, but as we evolve, this polarity becomes less and less. As we sort of come up like that, we come back to oneness. That's what evolution is all about. Can you tell us more about the human ladder? Yes, yes. It's, it's 10 levels of expanding conscious awareness. So as we evolve, um, we move up through this ladder and we are able to access more and more conscious awareness. And the more our conscious awareness expands, the less need we have for physical form. So once you get to, say, about level three, the physical form becomes much, much more basic. Um, so you don't, you know, you don't have the differences in people. This is why when people have interaction with ETs, they find that there's not the gender differences with the ETs as there are down here. Because they're further up the ladder, they've moved away from polarity. Um, this is actually what makes planet Earth very interesting to a lot of the ETs. Because of polarisation down here, there's a huge amount of contrast. Um, it makes it interesting for them, but it also makes it, makes it very difficult for them to work because there are so many different races, different languages, different religions. Um, I remember one of the small rays once said that Earth plane humanity was one of the hardest life forms in the universe to work with because of that. Um, and this is the reason sometimes the greys do make mistakes because, you know, it's so confusing, <laughs> confusing down here. We make mistakes ourselves sometimes. <laughs> A lot of my NDE guests will say that when they're on the other side, they experience this ineffable amount of love. Yeah. And some of them will also say they're experiencing God and maybe say that that love is coming from God. And you were just talking about God is the source of everything. How does that intertwine with all this love? Okay, God is love. Um, the, the, the more you resonate with all, or how can I say, um, vibrate with God frequency, the more you express unconditional love. Um, because planet Earth's right down the bottom, in it, this is really hard to explain because we're all one anyway, but our illusion is a separation. And this is the reason why there's such a separation of love and fear down here. Um, fear is the opposite. It's almost like fear is the Satan within and uh, love the, the Christ or the, or the God essence within us. And this is a choice that the Armageddon choice that we're being made to make at the moment. Do we tune into the, talking in Christian terms, do we tune into the Satan side or the God side? Um, but yes, God, God energy is pure love. And so when we go over to the other side um, after death, there is no judgmental God who meets us on the throne and doles out punishment or reward. It's just pure love. Um, that's all I can say. It's really hard to put into words. It is just pure love. When you're in the God in essence, God energy, you're in pure love. Do you think incarnating on the earth can be a trap? And the reason why I ask that is because if we're all one and we're all in this place of, you know, love and happiness, that when you come here, you have this, you experience this separateness and ego 
and experience the senses that somehow traps you into wanting to keep coming back as you forget your original form? Oh, yes, it certainly can. Uh, and this is why we say understanding is, is power, empowerment. The more understanding you can get, you can free yourself from it. At the same time, planet Earth is a school, a school planet. It's a very, very good school planet because what our destiny is to merge back into God consciousness, and that is also creator consciousness. So basically we're creators in training down here on Earth. That's our job. And our job is to learn to create positively rather than negatively. But we have to be given the choice. It's a free will choice. Um, and so this is why there's so much negative stuff going on down here. People have chosen to link into the fear rather or ego rather than into the love. So it's, it's basically a life on earth is an experience. It's to gain experience. And we talk about God as being omnipresent everywhere and omniscient which is all-knowing so to be all-knowing you've got to have all sorts of a wide range of experience before you can be all-knowing you've got another dark side to be able to appreciate the light side right and so that's really what's happening down here people are given being given the choice and it's unbelievable that some people do choose to that love oh they love drama they love fear they, they choose that Um, So eventually, hopefully, they'll evolve past that. You write about humanity's call for help has been heard. At this time of planetary change, what should people be focusing on to make their lives and their transition easier? Oh, yes. Thinking positively as opposed to thinking negatively. That's what you've got to focus on. Um, Yes, humanity's call for help has been heard. Um, As I mentioned before, after World War II, a call did come out from planet Earth. People were fed up with all the warring and fighting and they sent out a, a message which was heard upstairs, come here and help us. And this is why the ET um, presence down here stepped up so much after World War II. Um, but that's basically what we've got to focus on. We've got to focus on positive mind rather than negative mind because we create our own reality. So thinking positive is so important. Maris once sent a a teaching through on this saying, it's so easy to link into negativity. Being negative is like being a jellyfish, being washed around in the tide. Thinking positive takes a lot of work. It takes an active mind to to keep that positivity going Um, and being aware of the fact that, oh, I'm dropping down into being negative. Come on, pull myself back up again. Um, this, this is something that people need to understand. It's really, really important not to get caught up in the negativity. I believe you said that you go to the mothership every night in your dreams. I go up in one of the one of the ships. <laughs> we have a few of them around. <laughs> Can, do you have any conscious memories of what the ships look like? Oh yes, uh, the description that a lot of people have given is is absolutely correct. Um, Everything is very white and clean and clinical up there, um, and you sort of you create your own light as you walk down a corridor. Lights come on automatically. The technology is just amazing. Um, ever since I was a child, I've always been drawn to Greek architecture. Um, you know, on the Greek islands, those white moulded arches and little narrow passages and that. Um, that's what the crew quarters on the grey ships are like. Um, so I've, I've always longed to, you know, I've 
<laughs> to go and visit somewhere like that. It's so much like what it's like up on the ship. Everything white and clean and moulded and flowing. There are no sharp edges anywhere. What about are there any control panels on the ships or are they all controlled telepathically? Uh, yes, basically we, the, trip, the ships that I'm um, familiar with, we control them through our own chakra system. So we place our hands on the control panel. The ships are conscious beings themselves. They're sentient beings. And our consciousness is linked into the ship. So they talk about the greys wearing uniforms. It's like a, it's almost like a, um, uh, an electrical wire has a, like a conduit on it that the uniforms we wear do that and special shoes to sort of ground us into the ship. And so when we're driving the ship, um, it, I'll tell you what it's very much like. It's very much like Reiki down here. When you're attuned to Reiki, your crown chakra is opened up and the chakras in the centre of your palms and fingertips are opened up to enable you to draw energy to in through the crown chakra runs down the heart meridians in the arms and out through the hands. And this is what we do to you to drive the ship. We tune into the consciousness of the ship that comes in through our head, straight down our hands, our arms and into our hands, and we drive it consciously. So it's it's all sort of done up here mm-hmm. rather than technology. But that is our technology. Technology and consciousness go hand in hand. It's interesting that you mention a sentient ship because that reminds me of that famous Australian TV show Farscape being Australian. I don't know if you know that show or not. (laughs) Oh man, it's an amazing show. Almost probably one of my favorite television shows and they're all flying on a sentient being ship. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. That is really weird. I've never heard of that show. Farscape. Yeah, it's an amazing show. You can probably watch it on Amazon, but I was all it also makes me wonder if that's some kind of soft disclosure coming through oh, yes. on the television yes. show. Yeah, yeah. A lot of soft disclosures come through. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, close encounters of the third kind, I believe, was soft disclosure on an actual um, exchange trip that happened between um, the American military and the Zeta Reticulans. Hmm, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. From the ET perspective, do you have any advice on the future of technology on Earth? Advanced technology is linked into consciousness or uh, expanded conscious awareness. So to be able to um, access ET technology, Earth humans have to expand their conscious awareness to enable them to do that. And conscious awareness can only be expanded through positivity and love. It can't be expanded through negativity. So that's where proper technology will come from. Eventually, people will have to open up consciously to it. All all the ET technology is consciousness enhanced. I would assume it has to be more than just thinking positive. We've got to do meditation or some kind of oh, mental yeah. training. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. But that's part. Thinking positive, you've got to focus your mind. And this is where the meditation side comes in. To, uh, some sort of a spiritual practice, like I was advised to learn Tai Chi by the greys and to learn a, a natural healing modality. Um, all those things help to focus your mind. Even my early dance training helped me to focus my mind. Hmm. Um, the Tai Chi is brilliant. I find that wonderful. Qigong, yoga, anything like that. All those spiritual practices are all good. What do you think is the main message that the ETs are trying to share with humans? 
again, I'll I, I just keep coming back to this. We create our own reality, so therefore we have to learn to think and focus on positivity rather than negativity. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Um, the universe has five basic laws. I've got to try and think of them. There's the law of oneness and unity. Um, we are all one and one is all. There's a law of manifestation. There's a law of attraction the law of reflection and the law of change. And these are what, how can I say, create our reality. What you are yourself, your intention, what you put out is what you attract to yourself. What you put out is what you manifest in your life because of the fact that we're all one. Uh, the law of change is that we're always growing. Everything is changing the whole time. So even the concept of God is expanding continually through experiences that we pick up at human level or whatever level, animal level, whatever. So do you think thinking positively is the way that people can free themselves from the controllers or are there other ways? Yeah, thinking positively is the key to it um, because they feed off negativity and fear. This is why they're pushing negativity and fear at us the whole time. Um, the only reality is that we are immortal spiritual beings. We have no, there's no such thing as death. Death is just an illusion. Um, but of course, it's been put forward as something to be feared, something to be dreaded. And this is really coming to the surface now, you know, with the, with the virus and everything happening. Death's the worst possible thing that can happen. Aye, aye, aye. Um, all death is is an opportunity to evolve further. That's all it is. Um, I, I actually read a lovely Native American um, comment about it oh, a few weeks ago. All death is is going to another world, moving to another world. It's not the great huge end and tragedy that people believe it to be. I know that on the physical 3D level, it's extremely hard. I understand that. I lost my parents when I was young, so I understand that. But if we can start to train our minds beyond that and to realise that just because a person dies, it's not the end of them. They just shifted to another dimensional frequency. They've just gone a bit higher. What can you tell us about crop circles? Are they real or man-made or both? Some of them are man-made, um, yeah, but the majority of them are real. Um, they actually refer to them upstairs as energy stamps. They're created up on the ships by several different ET races. Um, and they're basically, they're for communication, but they're also a little bit like Reiki symbols in that they carry an energy. Um, and the energy is to try to help the evolution of humanity and planet Earth. And that's why they're stamping them into, into fields and that. Uh, um, many people who go inside a crop circle are aware of a very strong energy as they step inside. Some people get headachy, some people get nauseous, um, you know, because they're, de they're detoxing. They work, as I say, they work very much like Reiki symbols in that they affect your energy body. What, what uh, people don't understand, Western medicine doesn't even talk about the energy body, but all the Eastern healing modalities do. We actually have an energy body underlying our physical body. Um, and this is it's the energy body, the chakra system that things like Reiki and Tai Chi work on and the crop circles work on that as well. They link into our energy body and help to raise us to a vibration, a higher vibrational frequency, which is what true healing is all about.
Do you feel that Earth is a prison planet? No, I don't. It's a school planet. Hmm. Um, I I know that this has been written about um, in a, a book. I've actually written a book that's a commentary on a book that was put out by author Lawrence Spencer called um, Alien Interview. And the so-called alien, I hate that word, we don't like that word alien, <laughs> the ET mm. who features in the story um, talks about Earth being a prison planet. Now, I read this book many, many years ago and parts of it really resonated with me and parts of it were just completely nonsense or disinformation. So I've actually written a commentary on it and uh, my book is entitled An Interview with an Alien. So I've sort of turned the title around. But no, it's not a prison planet um, unless we allow it to be. Once we learn to acknowledge that we are immortal spiritual beings and start to understand more about how we're being manipulated down here is our escape route. Um, and we're going through massive learning experiences in attaining this knowledge. So it's a school planet. Do you think that you will ever be able to retain more information in waking life here, or is it impossible because of this realm? It's impossible because I'm working through a 10% conscious human brain. The brain tends to filter out. I mean, it's like when we, we have a great dream and then we wake up and if we don't write it down, we forgot that by the time we get up in the morning. And that's how most of my grey work is. Um, I'm able to retain certain things that are important that I need to retain down here and everything else I can't. My brain would, would explode. My head would explode. I'm, I'm flat out coping with earth human life, let alone bringing stuff through from up there. And some of the stuff we do is just so, so beyond what, our human brain could even register. It's interesting to talk about this, but Jeff, because um, at the end of 2019, one of our people down here had a very, very strong conscious memory of being up in the ship and she started talking about it and a couple of others of us remembered as well. She started to jog our memory. Um, this was before all the COVID things started. It would have been about October 2019 and we were all up on the ship working and this massive, massive number of Earth humans started being brought on board. Now, um, when people die or pass out of the body, they often come through the ship. It's almost like um, an airport terminal in that they come on the ship in their soul form and then they're directed to wherever they need to go. Um, and we could all remember all these masses of people being brought on board and almost chaos up there. Because one of my friends was asked to go and talk on deck, and that's not her job. She's a ship pilot. And we were, we, we'd still tease her about it because one of the um, people, you know, ones in charge came up to her and said, look, there's all these people out there. Go out. You've got to go out and speak to them on death. And her reaction was, me? I, I, that's not my job. I can't do it. I'm a ship pilot. But... We were, it was all hands on deck. There were so many people that needed to be spoken to. It's a job I do up there. Um, and this was before all this started happening with COVID. And for the next month or two, we used to say, gee, what's going to happen down here? There must be going to be a massive disaster for all these people to be brought on board. And sure enough, the next thing was the COVID started. Mm. So we had a bit of a head, heads up on what was going to be happening. All right, here's an interesting thought. A handful of my near-death experiencers describe the place where the Akashic record or the records of humanity 
as being somewhere that's Greek or Romanesque-like. And you said that there's a part of the ship or ship's quarters that are Greek-like. Yeah. Do you think it's yeah. possible that those records or where they go and have a life review is on the ship? Very, very likely. Very likely. Because the ships are interdimensional. So it might not be on one part of the ship, but by going through a dimensional portal, they can probably access access it somewhere else. Um, there's also massive banks of uh, genetic material too. The greys have collected genetic material from just about everyone down here. Uh, just in case planet Earth is destroyed, the genetic material won't be lost. It's the same as when animal um, types of animal species uh, become extinct. Their genetic material is preserved and they are able to be brought back to life on another planet somewhere else. Sometimes a bit of adaptation is needed for them to be able to exist on another planet, but nothing's ever lost. Everything goes on forever. I wonder if Ancestry.com or any of these other DNA gathering websites are controlled by the greys. Not really. The greys are very much into not controlling because we respect free will. They might be controlled by the controllers. <laughs> That's why I would never get any DNA testing done. The controllers are the ones down here who do that, not the greys. Can you let everybody know about your books and where to find them? Okay. All my books are available on Amazon. I have five books altogether. There's the Zeta Message, Connecting All Beings in Oneness, Human by Day, Zeta by Night, which is a dramatic account of greys incarnating as humans, and my third book is Extraterrestrial Presence on Earth, Lessons in History. These are all available on Amazon. The last two books are actually e-books. Those first three are available as hard copy print books as well. Um, an interview with an alien, comments by an undercover ET, is the commentary I've done on Lawrence Spencer's book, which is an e-book up on Amazon. And Cosmic Spirituality, Blending Religion and Science in Oneness from an Off-Planet Perspective, also available as an e-book on Amazon. We have a website, ufograyinfo.com, and the grey is spelt with an E in the Australian way, so I'll just say Again, ufograyinfo.com. We have a YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash user slash the Zeta message. And the Zeta message is all one word with a capital T, a capital Z, and a capital M. So I'll say that again, youtube.com slash user slash the Zeta message. We have Facebook pages, also the Zeta message, three words, and my page, Judy Carroll. So I think that's just about cuts at all. Do you have anything else you're working on that you want people to know about, like another book or something? Not at the moment. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a bit of a break. We actually put a lot of work into our podcasts um, that are all up on the YouTube channel. Uh, my co-host, Paula Jane, and I try and get together each Monday morning to record a new one, and we've got a lot of stuff up there. Uh, people can actually access my interviews just by Googling my name, Judy Carroll. I've got quite a lot up if they Google my name as well. So I've been doing this for quite a while now. All right. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and chit chat with you or ask you questions. Are you open to that? And if so, how should they reach you? Yes, they can actually reach us through um, our website, 
um, uforeinfo.com. They can respond through that. Um, or they can actually email me. My email address is judy.carroll at bigpond.com. All right, Judy, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? Quite a few years ago, when my co-author, Helene Kay, and I were doing book signings at a local bookshop, um, somebody said, you know, what's the essence of what you've been taught by the grades? And I sort of tried to give this long explanation, and I wanted something short. So when I got home, I said to my grade teacher, Maris, I said, you know, look, can we encapsulate what I'm trying to, what we're trying to get across here? So he said, yes, what you have learned is to understand our universe in terms of oneness, to understand our universe in terms of energy, and to understand ourselves in terms of oneness and energy, thus enabling us to choose love over fear. Well, Judy, thank you for that message, and thank you so much again for being our guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you an amazing weekend. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate you giving me this opportunity to reach out to people. Thank you. All right. Thank you and take care. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.